0: Parts of it I'm not very proud of, or the parts I'm very proud of. So uh, I'm blessed this morning. I'm blessed to have my beautiful wife Amen. with me this morning. So uh, Just a couple of thought provoking questions before I really get started. Uh, who would say, and don't raise your hand, because I would be the first one to raise my hand to these questions, but no need to raise your hand. Uh, who here would say that maybe you have a little bit of a stubborn streak? <laughs> hmm. I'd be th- I'd be the first one to raise my hand. Uh, so, uh, who would say that sometimes that stubborn streak may get in the way of being obedient? Hmm? I'd raise my hand on that one too. So. So really, how does stubbornness get in the way of being obedient? Just some things for you to think about this morning, as we progress. Uh, Getting away from the stubbornness part and getting into the obedience part is what I want to speak about this morning. Um, And you know, sometimes as as we speak, we look for confirmation of our of what what the Lord has laid on our hearts, or I do anyway. And the first words, the first sentence out of Gary's mouth this morning, was about obedience, and I said thank you. So, I want to take my text from Luke, the eleventh chapter and the twenty-eighth verse. But he said, "Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it." Father, I thank you this morning for this opportunity. I thank you for the word that you have given me, and pray that uh, the words I speak this morning are your words, Lord. I pray that our hearts, our eyes, and our ears are open to receive, and we ask you these things in Jesus' name, amen. Uh, you know, from from in the Old Testament, the story of the Ten Commandments into the uh, to the New Testament, the teachings uh, of Christ, that we are all called to a life of obedience. And I looked up the definition of obedience in a, in a biblical Bible. And Holman's Bible Dictionary says, to hear God's word and to act accordingly. Obedience is to hear God's word and act accordingly. The Hebrew word for obedience is shama. Shama. It means to hear, to listen, to give attention, to understand, to submit, and to obey. So sometimes obedience is not a very easy thing for us to do. Uh, We make decisions every day. Some call for obedience and some call for uh, or sometimes we're not obedient to that to those things, but we would like to think we are. I think that I think we're we're more apt to be obedient when when uh, maybe God speaks to us or somebody else speaks to us, and it's something that we agree with, that we're happy with, that we're that's you know not too hard to do. But the test comes when we are asked to do the difficult things. something we totally do not want to do, do not want to have a part of. And I'll share a part of that with you after a while in a story that I want to share with you. I want to use some examples that are very familiar scripture, some very familiar Bible stories, uh, but they're very thought-provoking this morning. Um, Genesis 22 tells us a story of Abraham and the sacrifice of his son Isaac his only son Isaac who he waited years for and uh, so if you bear with me I want to read Genesis 22 chapter or verses 1 through 12 um, if I can see the words sometime later God tested Abraham and he said to Abraham here I am he replied then God said take your son your only son whom you love Isaac and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on a mountain, I will show you. Early the next morning, Abraham got up and loaded his donkey. He took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac. When he had cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out for the place that God had told him about. On the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. He said to his servants, stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there. We will worship, and then we will come back to you. Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and placed it on Isaac, and he himself carried the fire and the knife. As the two of them went on together, Isaac spoke up and said to Father Abraham, Father, yes, my son, Abraham replied, the fire and the wood are here. And took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Do not lay a hand on the boy. He said, do not do anything. Now I know that you fear God because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. How do you think Abraham felt on that journey? I mean, what was going through his mind? But I think that Abraham had the faith that God was going to provide. And if God didn't provide a sacrifice, Abraham had the faith that everything was gonna be okay god didn't test abraham to see him fall or to trip or to to fail he tested him to deepen his his capacity to obey which abraham was going to (laughs) need later on so in genesis 22 verse 15 and then i'll move on verse 15. boy they just don't make these words big enough in these bibles but the angel of the lord called abraham from heaven a second time he said i swear by myself declares the lord that because you have done this and have not withheld your son your only son i will surely bless you and make you des- your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as the sands on the seashore your descendants will take possession of the cities of your enemies of their enemies and through your offspring all nations on earth will be blessed because you have obeyed me. Being obedient, folks. Powerful. Important. Uh, So did Abraham hear God's words and act accordingly? You bet. You bet he did. God tells us the story of Noah in Genesis chapter 6. In chapter 6, verse 11, it says, Now the earth was corrupt in God's sight, and it was full of violence. In verse 13, he tells Noah, I'm going to put an end to all people, for earth. the earth is filled with violence because of them. I am going to destroy them and the earth. Then God tells Noah to build an ark. This was not a small... <laughs> A small thing. I, I I did some looking up. Uh, uh, three hundred cubits. A cubit is about eighteen inches, and three hundred cubits is about the size of a football field and a half long. So if you can imagine, you know, God didn't give Noah a small task. He didn't give Abraham a small task. He gave Noah a, a, a large task. A foot and a half long football field about four stories tall. It was six times longer than it was wide. And you know, something interesting that I that I read was, in that day, the same dimensions that the ark was build, built was the same ratio that shipbuilders use today. Isn't that pretty cool? That's very cool. So, I mean, God told Noah even who was going to get on the ark. He told them what food to take. He told them what rooms to build. He told them everything there was about that needed to know about the ark. And people probably thought Noah had, had lost his mind. I saw an illustration one time a number of years ago, and it was, a, it was a cartoon picture of Noah and his family out there, and they were working on this ark. And on the hillside was a bunch of people. I, I guess they were having a picnic or something. I don't know. But they were probably laughing and joking and, and thinking that this guy has gone off the deep end. Until, until the water started coming forth and the rain started coming down. It wasn't so funny then, was it? Mm -mm. So was Noah obedient? Yeah. Did he hear God's words and act accordingly? Yes, he did. Another story I want to share with you this morning, and these are all very familiar verses of scriptures and very familiar Bible studies to all of you, I know that, but it, it it gets to the point that I'm trying to make. In Daniel chapter three, it tells the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Oh, King Nebuchadnezzar had built an image of gold about sixty cubits tall and about six cubits wide. And everyone was required to bow down and worship that idol. In Daniel 3, 8 through 12, Daniel 3, verses 8 through 12. At this time, some astrologers came forward and and denounced the Jews. They said to King Nebuchadnezzar, May the king live forever, your majesty has issued a decree that everyone who hears the sound of the horn, flute, sither, lyre, harp, pipe, and all kinds of music must fall down and worship the image of gold, and that whosoever does not fall down and worship will be thrown into a blazing furnace. But there are some Jews whom have, you have set over the affairs of the province of Babylon. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who paid no attention to you, your Majesty? They neither serve your God nor worship the image of gold you have set up. So this ticked old King Nebuchadnezzar off. He was pretty upset about the whole thing. I'd say, I think the the Bible says he was furious with rage, and he had the three men brought before him. And he said to him he said i hear you not, you do not deserve uh, do not serve my gods or worship the idol that that i have set up and the king said when you hear the music if you fall down and worship the image i made that would be a good thing if you do not you will be thrown into a blazing furnace and then chapter 16 16 and 17 Shadrach Meshach and Abednego replied to him king Nebuchadnezzar we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter if you if we are thrown into the blazing furnace the god we serve is able to deliver us from it and he will deliver us from your majesty's hand so the king was furious again even probably even more so and he threw the men into the blazing furnace, which was heated seven times hotter than normal. So hot that it killed the guards that tried to throw, that that did throw the three men into the furnace. We know they were spared and not a hair on their head was harmed. And like I said, there's so much more to these stories, but I'm talking about obedience this morning. There are so many stories throughout the Bible from Genesis to Revelation about obedience. Job, through all of his sufferings and his losses, was still obedient to God. Moses, uh, Exodus 14, 16 says, Raise your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea to divide the waters, so the Israelites can go through the sea on dry ground. Obedience. Jesus was obedient to the Father. In going to the cross, mm-hmm. obedience. Did they hear God's word and act on it accordingly? Yeah. I want to, I want to share with you something that, that happened to me. Um, not too long ago, I would say within the past. Three to four to five months, maybe. And this is how the enemy works on us. If there is a crack in your door, mm-hmm. the enemy is going to slide through. Right. I was I was getting ready to leave uh, one morning. I was getting ready to back out of my garage, and all of a sudden, my neighbor's car. Came and and pulled in into the street, you know, by my garage. And he jumped out of the car and he said, "Dan, there's something I want to say to you." Now I had known this guy for forty years. I mean, long time. And uh, he's a licensed minister, and and I'm a Christian man. And he jumped out of his car. And he said, "Dan, there's something I want to I want to tell you." And uh, when he first said it, I thought, you know, I I didn't think anything was going to be, you know, negative. But he said, he accused me of coming into his yard. Now I I laughed when I first when 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 he first said this. I laughed because it was so ridiculous but he used me, accused me of coming into his yard and cutting off some roses that he had planted by his shed. This is how the enemy works. This is how the enemy works. And he accused me of coming into his yard and uh, destroying some of his stuff. And, you know, I did pretty well until he started making threats. He said, uh, if I ever catch you on my property... Cleaning it up a little bit, he's going to kick my back backside back from one of his property to the other. Well, that didn't set too well with me, and you know, these are things that I've struggled with my whole life as a youngster. You know, uh, sometimes when when people threaten you with things, or you know, a lot of people run and hide and and. and 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 said, okay, you know, whatever. But me, whenever people threatened me, I just went on the offensive, and I wanted to threaten back. You know, I wasn't going to take it, and that's what I did this time. When he told me he was going to kick my backside from one end of his property to the other if he ever caught me on it, then I acted in an ungodly manner, and I responded to him with some very unkind words. So this uh, this thing went on for a few minutes. This was basically on the curb of the street by my house. So this went on for a few minutes, but the, the incident went on for uh, a number of weeks, maybe a couple of months. We would make comments back and forth to each other from our backyards. And then... And then one saturday morning i was working out in the yard and he was working out in his yard and and he yelled something over to me and i yelled something back over to him and this went back and forth three or four times and a little while later that morning i i I don't know if it was conviction or or what it was but but i asked god i said god can you help me put an end to this silliness that him and I are both, in, both you know, acting, acting like a couple of 10-year-olds, you know, three-year-olds, actually. And uh, <laughs> be careful what you ask for. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I've never heard God's, Audible voice. I've never heard that, but God speaks to me in my in my spirit, and immediately when I asked God to do that, He said, "Go to Him." Well, that's not really what I wanted to hear, and uh, I began to to tell God all the reasons why I shouldn't have to go to Him. You know, they were childish reasons. He started it, you know. He confronted me. He threatened me. Why should I have to go to him? Uh, I could see him in his backyard. And he was still he was or his front yard actually. He was in his front yard. I was in my backyard. And uh, all the time, I was hoping he'd go back inside, so I had an excuse to not go over there, you know. But uh, he didn't. He 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 stayed in his front yard the whole time. And. Uh, so after about three or four or five thinking that I was going to go over and and ask him if we could talk, uh, I, I started walking over there, and then I chickened out, and I came back, and then a little while later, I started walking over there again, and I chickened out again. And this happened, you know, a few times, and finally... You know, I was saying. After all, he said, if I come on his property, he's gonna kick my backside. You know, and uh, well, anyway, the I don't know what how many times it was. I walked out into the to the street and I called out to him and I said, uh, I'll just use the name Joe. I don't want to mention his name. I said, Hey Joe, can we talk? And he looked at me and he said, In the middle of the street. I said, Okay, that's fine. You know, I'll meet you in the middle of the street. So, when he came out, I apologized. First thing I said, I'm sorry for the things that I've said to you. Uh, I was wrong. And he looked at me. And he said, Dan... I could never have done what you just did. He said, you're a better man than I am. And he told me that at least three or four times during that conversation. And I'm not saying that to lift myself up. I'm saying that because it's a great example of obedience. Did I want to do that? Heavens no, I didn't want to do that. That was the last thing I wanted to do. I was trying to I was trying to figure out a whole nother way to fix this. I was I wanted God to just poof and everything was okay. Well God had other plans. Hey, I was the poof. So we talked. He apologized to me. We shook hands. So Obedience is not always the easiest thing to do. Did I do what God told me to do? Reluctantly, I I did. So the question this morning, the question this morning, is God asking you to do something that is out of your comfort zone has he and you and you didn't or if he does in the future will you maybe it's not a very difficult thing that he has that he asked you to do and you say, oh yeah I'm all in but what about the hard things What about the tough things? What about going to somebody and apologizing that you felt like he should have come to you and apologized? So whatever it may be, folks, whether it's today, whether it's tomorrow, maybe it's fixing something from yesterday just do it just do it that's all i have that's all i have dear